Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Grant and Danny on the fan all over D.C. and Richmond, AM 910, FM 1051. Joining us for the next three hours, of course, Wherever you're at, you can take us with you on the Odyssey app. It is the best way to listen to the show. You can pause, rewind, and it's just an awesome way uh, to have us with you anytime, any day. Uh, the program today and every day is brought to you by the law firm of Condorian Murad. They're the official Grant and Danny show sponsor. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Danny, how good was Mad Dog? That was funny. Sensational. I, we, I could do Radio Insider Stick with him for a long time, and I know some folks that you know like uh, like us and like some of the stuff that we do are really into that. But of course, you got to get to the business of at hand too with the coaching hires and Super Bowl and stuff like that. But I could listen to him do Inside Out talking about this and that, like for you know from from days of old forever, man. I, I love that sort of stuff. One of the reasons we had to move on was because we're joined right now by the former GM of the Atlanta Falcons and a long executive was in New England as well, Thomas Dimitrov. It is a pleasure, pleasure to have you on in TC. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Thomas is doing a great thing with Sumer Sports. He is running the shop over there. They work both with teams and helping to advise them on some of their searches and analytical dives. Also, though, for people like me, uh, we follow the website and, and get smarter with the analytics that they're providing. But one of the reasons we wanted to chat with you when we were coming out to Vegas this week is you were the GM with Dan Quinn, locked in arms, mm -hmm. shoulder to shoulder in Atlanta for years. He, of course, is the new head coach of the Commanders. So first things first, tell me about Dan Quinn. Look, I'm so excited for Adam Peters, who we also were together in New England, so I can speak to him as well. The fact that Dan gets an opportunity to come back, I've always thought he needed to be back in at the helm. Dan is incredibly passionate and you know his his ability to come in with an eye he's a very sharp football coach who has a way of keeping the morale up in a in an authentic way which i think is great he also comes to the table and everyone should know this massive passion and ability as a personnel guy meaning he can evaluate talent he's not just a head coach who has ideas and calls his buddies around the the the, the coaching community to give him you know, heads up on players. He's very good at that, and I think he's going to work really, really well with Adam as far as approaching the game and, and getting the right personnel uh, uh, like they need here. So, look, I am all for it. I think 
I think Dan has learned a lot of great lessons along the ways. He's an incredibly aware person. There are some head coaches out there who get their second chance and they're saying, screw it, I'm doing it the way that I've always done it. And Dan is not that person. He's going to look at it from so many different levels and decide what he might need to adjust, in my opinion. Thomas, tell me about you guys' collaborations. You know, the, the idea that it's always a honeymoon is naive. These are strong-willed people with, as you said, really strong opinions and aptitude. You're eventually you're going to butt heads at times. I'd love for you to, to go into some of that a little bit, right, as you guys work together and then times where you may have disagreed. How did you resolve it? Well, it's interesting, and, and this is the honest truth. Dan and I probably had two times when we were really locked horns with a player. We had a lot of great conversations. He is extremely collaborative that way. He'll listen to the personnel man, i.e. Adam, the, 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 the general manager, and the group. And, and yet he still has strong opinions, which I think he delivers well. What happens often is, as a, as a head coach and a GM, I'm a big believer in that relationship. You close the door before you even go out to your coaching staff or to your personnel staff, and you, you talk about the players. You talk about who you need to adjust. You talk about the cuts you need to make on your team. You talk about the free agency and the draft a lot, and you do it every day. Dan is an everyday guy, and I would say he and I met probably six to eight times a day. And it wasn't, it wasn't like neurotic, right? It wasn't like we were both in each other. It was just we would pass away, we would catch up. So that's going to be something that Adam has. He doesn't have a guy that's locking himself away for days upon days working on the, the game plan. That's a really, really important part of what Dan brings to the table for Adam in my mind. It's interesting because we're, we're 72 hours removed from finding out he was the head coach. and Thomas Dimitrov is with us who hired Dan Quinn in Atlanta. I'm still getting people from all over the league, some that I haven't talked to in a couple years, that are just hitting me up to be like, dude, you're going to love DQ. Or, what is it about? Like, we just yeah. hit a press conference yesterday. You've been a part of a million of these. It was a 57-minute introductory presser. And the team wasn't letting – they weren't going to stop it because a lot of people, to be frank with you, weren't thrilled by the hire. They're like, really? A, a retread, a defensive yeah. guy? This isn't – and I think the team's going, the more he's at the mic, the better for us because yeah. he's – People are like, you know, this isn't that bad. I kind of like this guy. But it was 57 minutes long yesterday. Why do so many people around the league like him so much? Well, I just think because he is he's that guy that has the energy. He's a guy who's authentic. He's a guy that will look you in the eye, and if he has an issue with you, he will hold you accountable in a way that you walk away when you're – you know, sort of uh, not uh, ostracized or just when when something is on his mind, he'll deliver it and you feel like I want to improve for that guy. I've heard it. You know how many times I had players come into my building or into my office in the building in Flowery Branch in, in Atlanta and said, Thomas, I know you guys are thinking about it. If you guys are thinking about cutting me because of my money, I will take less to play for Dan Quinn because this is where I want to end my career. This does not mean Dan Quinn's soft at all. It just means that's what those guys want to do. They want to play for a guy that keeps their momentum up and their morale up, but that will also call them and be real with them and call them out when they need to be called out, and they want to win for them. And I would say that about people that deal with them, whether it's the media, whether it's a fan base, or whether it's management. How many scouts in our building appreciated and said to me, I have never been around a head coach and a GM like yourself, uh, Thomas, at that point in Atlanta, and Dan Quinn, that made it that, you know, that good to work together and were respected, and that's what I think. People, he's a respect guy, but he expects it in the other on the other side as well. So Thomas, you hire him, and you guys have a lot of success. You go to the Super Bowl. You're up 25 points. Everybody knows the drill. Yep. Here is the other side of it. When Kyle left, 
and my thought on that Falcons team was Matt Ryan's the MVP, Kyle and that offensive staff were brilliant, Dan's a great coach, but they leave now what? And it's 24-29, and 29, I think it was. It was 7-9, 7-9, So coach me up on that because my reservations are, well, yeah, with a great offensive staff and an MVP at quarterback, this could work. But what went wrong after that? Well, remember, and what I always say, okay, that was a tough ending in that Super Bowl. I get it. If you ever have an egregious loss like that, usually the next year, it's, and we know the, 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 the data on that, right? You come back, you never get back in the playoffs. We got too deep, shoulda, coulda, woulda. If we might not have gone to Julio Jones a second or third time in that Philadelphia game, we might be up in, in Minnesota. Right. That we, game yeah. was like a goal line play, it's, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. It, it kills me thinking about it because, you know, who, who knows what would have happened. Maybe we would have ended up back again. So got to give it to Dan, keeping that staff together and the, 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 the group together. That's not easy to do. That is where Dan is marvelous in my mind as well. He's going to keep people in the spot and it's again it's not feigned he's gonna he's gonna keep it right so okay then we start moving on and of course we 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 change coaches and that's one of the things without throwing darts at dirt cutter or anything like that we have a yeah, different just for side. my listeners real quick yep. so that yep. the super bowl year was kyle yep. the next year was sarkeesian yep Sark, okay right. and you guys win double digit games yep. you're in the playoffs round two yep. as you mentioned then it was cutter but so to that that was the start of the seven and nine that's so. right that's right and we we started, you know, those are tough. Those are tough times, and and sometimes, as you know, those can be a call here and there. They can be a flail of a player. Look, this is not. We look at it in so many different ways. Ultimately, a GM and a head coach are responsible for. It. That's why Dan and I were called to Arthur Blank's house that first quarter of 2020 and say, "Sorry, gents, it's time to move on." And I, and at that point, I was thinking, you know what, Dan is going to get another opportunity because Dan has the ability to coach up any level in, you know, any level. I'm talking about any level of player. He's not a guy that just bonds with the star guys or just the, the blue collars. He does have a way with all of that. So coach you up on what happened. You know, there were myriad reasons that we started flailing again. We, you know, I'm a big believer in development, right? And development does come from a staff. So you could have a coaching staff that might not develop your players in the same way. This is not excuse laid. I raise my hand. You listen to any of my – I. I know what my job is, and we need to put the right players out there for these guys. We made a couple mistakes along the way. We, you know, we made some mistakes on our pass rush, unfortunately, right? You, you, I mean, there are some guys that we thought a lot about, and they didn't come through. We didn't get the pass rush, and that's one thing that's always surprising. We, you know, Dan Quinn was a pass rush aficionado. We draft Vic Beasley, unfortunately, that didn't work out. Won the sack title in the year we got to the Super Bowl, and then plummeted. Right. So I think there are so many different things when a coach starts losing games and you might have to pull the trigger on it as an as an owner, you know, ultimately. And we we had to do that and they had to do it with me as well. So I take my blame with him as well. Grant Nanny here on the fan talking to a guy that architected six different double digit win seasons in Atlanta. Thomas Dimitrov, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. Thomas, Dan Quinn was open about this in the process, according to some reporting, with uh, Washington doing the interview process, right? Went over kind of a, a, an autopsy, fine-tooth comb, you know, find out what I did wrong to improve upon. So we're not talking bad behind someone's back. He engaged in this process himself. If you guys had a conversation, what would you go back and say, you know what, this was probably a misstep by you here with the idea that, hey, we could correct this next time in your next go-around? Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim it as a, as a team guy because I do yeah. believe in the team, the team, the team. That's not just a, the uh, uh, Schembechler quote, by the way. Y'all was, <laughs> I love that. Whenever I need motivation about being a team, I go back to that two-and-a-half-minute hit. I, I, all I would say is we were in a spot many times uh, where I think as an organization during that time, especially early on, I mean, Dan 
being the player coach that he was, we, we, you know, I'll use one person as an example. I mean, Julio Jones was great for us. But Julio Jones, that final contract that we signed, we were so concerned, I think, as an organization, again, raise my hand along with Dan, of trying to make him comfortable in that spot. And there's a time where you have to call out those guys, right? And I think Dan, Dan learned that along the way. You have to be right about with your star players. But there's a time to hold accountable. And I think those are learned lessons, of course. I also think it's the same with your coaching staff, right? You look at some of the greatest coaches out there, and they're going to hold their coaches accountable. Not only their your coordinators and their assistant coaches, but everyone, right? And if you're not doing the job as an assistant coach for Dan Quinn, Dan's a very loyal guy. But you look at Dan over the years, you know that. He made coaching changes with his coordinators. It wasn't like he was afraid to do that. But I think stepping back, he's going to look at it and how important that is to be very timely with those moves with your coaches at times. In today's not-for-long league, that happens more. You can't feel bad about it. You have to move forward. Remember in the Super Bowl now, gentlemen, we got there. Dan was calling the defense during that time. Right. We had, we had taken Richard Smith, who was a good friend of Dan's, and he had taken the play calling away from him. Dan was calling the plays down the stretch. He was relying on Kyle Shanahan, even though he's the head coach. He's relying on Kyle to make the calls, right, in the end. Was that a run, run, run kick? We would have been out the door. Yeah, you could say coulda, shoulda, woulda in that one. But, again, Dan was doing what he thought was best for the organization at the time, and it was calling the plays. Thomas Dimitrov on Grant and Danny, Sumer Sports, which I want to get to some of the things you're doing there in just a moment. But Joe Witt Jr., he was in Atlanta with Dan. At that time, I'm sure he was very low-ranking on the defensive staff, but he just was hired by the commanders to be their D.C. Are you surprised at all that Quinn has given him the play-calling responsibilities rather than keeping him, as you said, something he did before? No, I think this is another thing that he would like. I mean, I think Dan realizes, look, in the end, when when new head coaches come in, it's their opportunity to be in control, right? Meaning, I'm finally at the helm. I think Dan, like any coach, as a coach, they they really want to coach the damn team, right? They don't want to worry about the socks, the color, the painting of the field. They want the GM to do it, and they feel a lot more comfortable doing it after they've been in the league a few more years. I think Dan's going to come in and delegate even better the second time around. He's going to be mindful of where he can delegate appropriately. And I think with this, with Joe, yeah, Joe is with us only one year, so I can't. I like Joe right, a lot. But, very end, yeah. But, but, mm-hmm. I, but I believe he had him with Dal- and Dallas. How many years was he there at Dallas? Last three, all yeah, three. Last, yeah, three. Like two top so ten he, seconds. He has a great deal of respect for him, and I think he's going to come in. He'll always be the overseer in it. But I think having a guy like this that he gets along with well and communicates well with is going to be important for your team. Thomas, I know you overlapped also with Adam Peters when, I mean, he's still young and handsome now, but he was younger and <laughs> handsomer then, probably, when you guys overlapped in New England. When did you kind of know that this dude wasn't just one of the rank-and-file coaches or, or, you know, guys in the administration, that he was going to be something special? No, he's young and handsome, and I was texting him and meant to tell him, like, look, very soon you're going to move that hair that you have to gray hair because that, was, that happened to me very quickly in that position. It's rapid. Yeah. Now, look, this dude, this dude from the very beginning, he was with us as a younger guy. We got along really well and communicated well. He was a football guy at the core, played at UCLA, of course. He was a guy that understood football. He was a guy that from the very beginning we knew had an eye, which was really important. You know, He wasn't a guy that was chomping at the bit and trying to do whatever he needed to do to, to, to uh, run up the rails right, and get to the top of the heap. He, he, the last thing I'll say about it, Besides many, many things that he did, he learned from Belichick. He goes to Denver. He learns from John Elway and all what's good with John, you know, on the, on the good side of Denver. He goes to John Lynch and that group down there and learns really well. 
he comes to the table with a really good background. He's not a guy that just kind of sifted through everything and ended up there. I, I'm, I really respect Adam. I was a big fan of yours as a GM. I love Sumer Sports and what you guys are doing. The CEO there, as we let you go, um, what was the idea in kind of creating that? And, and can you tell people what Sumer's about? Yeah, so Sumer came about, it's a, it's a roster optimization tool more than you're not providing the coaches with ideas and, and game calling. That's a whole other thing. We're talking about taking all of our algorithms, all of our data, and providing the NFL, our B2B side, providing the NFL teams with an opportunity to look at draft and look at free agency and make educated, academic, appropriately academic moves that you might just do otherwise by like it's it's in my gut in today's world you can't look at an owner and tell him like i used to go to arthur blank man i just feel it's right here and he'd go okay yeah go make that call in today's world (laughs) there's no way you can do it and honestly the sons of the owners who are up and coming taking over in time they are so much more dialed into to data i tell all of my my uh my gm brethren i and in contemporaries i'm like hey you want to prolong your contracts you have to go in there with an understanding of data it doesn't have to make the call for you it's not it's not black box use it as man and machine use it as an augmentation and that's what we're doing at sumer go online we have a great game uh set up for the super bowl it's a 40 pager for it's for free look at all the data and all the great graphics we're really proud of it sumersports.com uh, oh, you got a fan of me i love it thank here, you here. thomas and thank all you right, for guys. the insight on yeah. a couple guys yeah it's great with thomas thank you that are shaping the commanders thomas dimitrov on Grant and Danny here on the fan, uh, you, you just you got to be out here to get that intel from a guy like Dimitrov, Danny, who he's with Adam Peters in New England. He's the GM who hired Dan Quinn in Atlanta, and I thought some really insightful analysis on why things went wrong there. Yeah, specifically, you heard him get into the anecdote there about Julio Jones and maybe just giving the player a little bit too much say, power, not being willing to kind of come down on a franchise guy early. That's something you learn the hard way, and you won't make that mistake again. Here, here. I mean, again, that's kind of what this is all about, right, the 2.0s. I mean, the ending wasn't good for, for either guy, right? You, you, you heard him re- reference it, and, of course, he was certainly humble about it. It wasn't like, that. Ah, that's someone else's fault. You know, he obviously takes ownership of those kinds of things. But people sleep. If you, if you, I'm not saying you take those years out because you don't do that. That's part of someone's record. But before those final three years of a couple seven and nines uh, and then that 0-5 start, a lot of really good results down there in Atlanta. A lot of, uh, as I said, six double-digit win seasons in 10 years and another winning record to boot. Only a couple losing records that entire time. There are a lot of franchises, including this one, that would kill for that kind of run of success. So to have somebody that had that track record passes the torch then to, to Dan Quinn and have that kind of continue culminating with them getting into Super Bowl and being, as you said, one run-run kick away from winning the damn thing, you know, that, uh, that carries some weight with me. Grant and Danny on the fan. I'm out here at Radio Row. Danny's in D.C. Big game coverage on the fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. We have not engaged you guys yet, so let's try to do that next on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You just heard Dimitrov talking about his former head coach, Dan Quinn. What are you most confident in when it comes to Quinn, and what are you most nervous about? As far as that hire and him as the head coach moving forward of your commanders. You're listening to Grant and Danny. It is Super Bowl week on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Top of the hour at 4 in 35 minutes ahead of the Beltway Blitz. We'll give away those Caps tickets. we got a pair of them. you got to be listening right at 4 o'clock ahead of the Blitz. We will give those Caps tickets away today. The game is on the 20th. They're back in action tonight, as a matter of fact. Capital One Arena against Montreal. They're winning two tickets to see them take on the Devils and the Josh Harris Bowl. I'm feeding for a little Caps hockey. In fact, I believe I'll be watching a good portion of that game at a sports book out here. I may even... Wager on an Alex Ovechkin goal to get the second half started, Daniel. It'd be nice if he would were to do that. It'd be nice if you hit that bet. I would like everything about that. Uh, they need to start making up some ground if they're going to have the season. It, to, me, to me, right now, these next couple of weeks, Sheeps, they're at a crossroads. This is Correct. like, do you start to gear up towards the future? Which, right now, that's kind of my lean. Uh, I know Ovechkin, probably part of the agreement and everything else, was we don't want to go through a rebuild. And no one's allowed to say the word rebuild, by the way, apparently in all of D.C. sports. But you don't want to do that. Well, you could certainly... Position yourself for better next year um, at, at the trade deadline this year if, if they don't sort of start to make up ground in a crowded Eastern Conference. Yeah, here's what I think is the complication for them. If things go well in the next couple of weeks, you could talk yourself into not only, as you said, having a season, having a playoff push, adding assets at the deadline with the money that has been created by Nicholas Backstrom not being on the active roster. The flip side of that, though, is if you are playing poorly – you got to go talk to Alex Ovechkin. Yep. And you know, somebody listening who is annoyed by the fact that the, the record in Ovechkin is kind of taking precedent over everything else, you'll have to sit this conversation out. You know, the grown-ups are talking. <laughs> this is a big deal, yep. and it's a you know he's been here his entire career, and this is the way that they've decided to go. We all know the score here. But last year they went to him, and they said, here's what we're doing. And they told him the way it was described to me. You know, we're going to make a couple of these moves. We think it's going to position us better next year and in the years ahead as things are going off the rails. And they end up trading Orlov and Hathaway. You remember how that went. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how many years do you go to Ovechkin in a row where you told him we're not going to be rebuilding and say, hey, we might actually trade a couple of pieces again? How does he respond? So it is complicated, and it's a, it's a tough needle to thread if you're Brian McClellan, uh, clearly. But game tonight, you can hear it right here on the fan just after 7 o'clock. Uh, and... I'm looking forward to seeing how they kick off the post-All-Star break. Obviously, unfortunately, Sands, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Danny, the question we posed, and we'll take some calls on this, at 800-636-1067. We just talked to Thomas Dimitrov, who hired Dan Quinn in Atlanta, was with him every single day that he was the head coach with the Falcons. They got fired together after an 0-5 start in Quinn's final season. What are you most excited about specific to Quinn, and what are you most nervous about or what bothers you? 
about him moving forward. So why don't we start? Let's be positive. The thing that you're happiest about or that you're most sure goes well under Quinn is what? There's a humility here that I don't think Ron Rivera possessed. There, there's a, I know what I did wrong the first time, and I can't wait to do better this time. Whereas Ron just walked everybody back. He, who Were you in Carolina for my failed coaching regime? Just come on by. That's not what Dan Quinn's doing. I know he's bringing Joe Britt from Dallas. Well, the, the secondary in Dallas, among the league leaders in interceptions over the last three seasons, including one league lead uh, a couple of years ago. So, yes, please, you should bring competent people with you, uh, not just guys that are readily available from Carolina where you just got blown out and fired. So, that, to me, is the most encouraging part of all of this, is that you get a guy who's done it and is not just going to do it the exact same way all over again. My area for Dan Quinn that I'm most excited about, I'm actually going to go football and X's and O's a little bit, so to speak. I think he's going to get more out of the young defensive players than Rivera did. I think this is a really good thing for their secondary specifically. And I'm not just going to say Quinn, but it's Quinn and it's also Joe Witt. But Emmanuel Forbes, Benjamin St. Just, Derek Forrest, not the guy from DC News Now that we interview with different person once a week, but the football player. Um, Cam Curl, if he's still here. Christian Holmes. They have a lot of young, decent pieces in the secondary. Percy Butler, fourth-round pick going into his third year. I think Joe Witt has proven he gets a lot out of players. He gets more out of than you expect, right? He's had the NFL leader in picks two of the last three years, a couple top ten secondaries in a row. I'm not telling you all those guys are excellent or really good or they hit on all those picks or anything, but I think there's more there for those guys. Quan Martin, second-round pick last year, came on strong. I didn't mention him. There's enough youth in that secondary between Quinn and Witt that I actually think at specifically that position they're going to be really, really good in helping tap into more of that unearthed potential. So I'm excited about that. I think you could extrapolate that out, by the way, to like Jamin Davis at linebacker and some other players as well, because I just think they're going to be really well coached defensively. So that's what I'm excited about. What I'm nervous about, you know, it's it's the dead horse I've beaten. It, it is the idea that you set yourself up to be in flux offensively, uh, whether that means that Kingsbury just isn't that great or if he is and then he leaves, it's the cycle starting every couple of years. Here we go of trying to find your coordinators. That will be my greatest fear, and I hope I'm wrong, and, and I hope that Quinn's here for 10 years and Kingsbury's here for the first six, and then he promotes some guy under him for the next four, and they never miss a beat. Um, that just hasn't been the way of the league here recently. But that would be my anxiety about going this way. Yeah, my nerves are that it's not innovative, that it's not the kind of thing that becomes the new rage in the NFL, right? First it was uh, McVay, then it was the Shanahan tree, or you know, you could pick your order of operations there. Now it's you know whatever Ben Johnson's doing on offense. This is stuff we've seen, stuff that's been tried, stuff that's fine, but there's not greatness here. That's my worry is that the ceiling is lower than it might have been with a guy that admittedly wouldn't have a track record. It would be more risky. That's my fear here, and uh, you know the, o- the only way to, to cure that is to have months and seasons of you know excellent offense, of defenses that do did what they did in Dallas, taking the football away and not just shrinking in some of the big games. So. There's no way to, to assuage those fears at a press conference in February or fix it in a draft. It's kind of proof will be in the pudding along the way, but that is my worry. Let's go to the phones. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open for you. Shane is in Virginia. Shane, what about Quinn excites you the most? What makes you the most nervous? Commander Danny and Grant. Hey, it's Ron Rivera. Same, it's Ron Rivera, point two zero. That's It's the same guy, same mannerism. It's the same. That's what's going to scare me the most. 
Uh, what's going to excite me is the offensive coordinator he brought in. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's an upgrade from Eric the Enemy. Uh, you know, I, good luck to Eric the Enemy. I mean, good luck to him what he's going to do. Maybe he'll be on uh, uh, prime staff uh, this time. Who knows? But, you know, the biggest thing right now is this is a player's coach. You heard from the players that have coached, I mean, just played underneath him that this guy, they'll play for them. And that's the biggest thing. I think at the end of the year, the players quit on Ron Rivera. That's obvious. You saw it. And, and, and that's what I believe. I think he's a, he's a – and I know people hate that saying, but that is a true saying. A leader of men is a true saying. Uh, and, and, and he is one of them. And he's respected in the league. It's, it's enough said. I think this is a good step for us. Thanks, buddy. Let's Thanks, go to Robert, Shane. who's in Arlington, giving us a call on Grant and Danny. Most excited about no, – most nervous about with Dan Quinn. Uh, most excited about the experience and what he did in Seattle and what he's done on defense in Dallas in a tough situation. The thing I'm most worried about is offensive side of the ball. They draft a quarterback. They do something else. Kingsbury doesn't look like he has his act together for some reason by midseason. What do they do? Is this guy going to be able to make a decision on that, or is that something where he and Peters are stuck? You know, he's had some problems on offense before um, with the personnel and the coaches. And so what does he do? It's a good phone call. Thank you, buddy. Danny, there's, look, there's a million paths this could take. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say it's one of these two extremes. But there's a couple of possibilities to the far end of each side of the spectrum here with Kingsbury and the rookie where, you know, you could fast forward to right now, 365 days from now, Super Bowl week next year, and we're looking at either May or Daniels at number two having had this splendid season and Kingsbury being the talk of the – the town and he's slowick where he took some interviews but maybe he didn't get the job and he's still here right i guess hypothetically he could have gotten a head coaching job because it went so well and you know he knows sean McVay and he looks the part and so he got another job but there's another side to that where you know we, we find out like the quarterback didn't have a great season and then the stories come out that maybe kingsbury wasn't putting him in the best situation and you're a year into that contract and we're going oh boy i mean I'm not saying one of those two things is definitively going to happen, mm-hmm. but they are among the possibilities here. Well, the the truth is always is in between, right? We, we did this a million times over. Totally different debate and discussion. But remember, one of the axioms I went by when they were doing this franchise tag thing with Kirk Cousins for all those years, right? If he's bad, problem solved. You had a one-year deal, you get out of it. If he's great, problem solved. You pay him no matter what. Well, what do you do if he's pretty good? Then you get this stupid nonsense that we dealt with for, for years and years. Like, there's if there's eye of the beholder stuff here, where if they're not a top-five offense, uh, they're, they're like 14th or 15th, and there's good moments for the rookie, but there's plenty of bad also. You're always going to sort of, you know, have to try to pry that stuff apart and kind of figure it out. And that's usually where we end up, right, where there's no definitive one way or the other, with the exception of a few teams that have, you know, royalty at quarterback and, you know, established head coach. You get your Peyton Breeze-type pairing. But if it's, if it's great, Problem solved, it's awesome. If it's bad, we know what to do. We act accordingly, right? It's that in-between stuff where, you know, you're always trying to figure out where the blame should lie. And I'm hoping that this Harris Ownership Group here plays an essential part to say, fail away this year. Fail away. I know the fans don't want to hear it. I know it's not as exciting. I know we're not going to sell more tickets that way. But we're not rushing to to deliver the dinner a year before it's it, it should be ready, if that's what it takes. Now, if you if you if you have a metric where you go, I'm going to walk into free agency, spend a bunch of money, I'll get you a left tackle, a center, and a left guard, get you a tight end in the draft, uh, and and a pass rusher or two here or there. 
we can go win this division next year. If that's the metric that you're judging by, we'll judge accordingly. But if it's a, hey, we got to do some tearing down before we start to build up, then we should judge there as well. Let's go to Vic, who's in Akakik, waiting patiently. Vic, you're on G&D. How you feeling? What's up, guys? Hey, Vic. So this is him, uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Quinn both. Uh, I feel have had times when they are too much of a player's coach and you either lose the locker room or you lose a significant uh, uh, influence of, pl- of a player in the locker room. Uh, Kyler Murray, obviously with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure about, uh, I know we talked, we talked about Julio Jones with Dan Quinn, but I felt he lost the locker room after the Super Bowl debacle, which is somewhat understandable, but I, I still don't accept it. Um, I do think Dan can coach because he went from one and seven to seven and nine, and that's not easy to get that many wins when you when you're, you're already picked to die if you've lost that many games in the beginning of the season. So what I'm confident in because uh, he has an afterlife in the NFL, which so many coaches do, Cliff Klingberg, Cliff, Cliff as well, mm-hmm. that he's not going to make the same mistakes twice. He's going to say to himself, "I have to I have to have the same level of relatability and understa- uh, understanding um, and reach." Uh, for the players to uh, care from, uh, care about what they do and me to care about them. But I have to have a firm level of accountability as well. I'll leave with this. I will always respect the Jimmy Johnson way because Jimmy Johnson did it the right way and we saw what the results were. And Jimmy Johnson was a player's coach, but he said, doggone, you're going to do your job. Appreciate you, Thanks, buddy. It's a good phone call. Uh, I hope that as we get deeper into this thing, Danny, that what we find out is – that Dan Quinn is, in fact, a player's coach. But if Thomas Dimitrov, who suggested that part of the problem was late, some of those leaders kind of ran things to an extent that Quinn won't or shouldn't allow them to in his second go-round, I I hope he's learned that lesson, that he can be able to straddle the line a little better of players love him, coaches love him because he's a a dude, he's a good hang, everyone wants to be around but he also can kick in the butt when need be. Yep. And Dimitrov said that he could do that, but it sounds like maybe as time went on, as he got more comfortable, there was a little bit less of that. Our double play is next. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. We're blitzing at 4 o'clock in 20 minutes. That's when we're giving away Caps tickets. Danny is in D.C. I am in Vegas at Radio Row. This is Grant and Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Big game coverage on 106.7 The Fans presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat 
of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. Grant and Danny coming to you live today. Danny in D.C. I'm out here in Super Bowl 58, Mandalay Bay Convention Center, Radio Row. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad, official sponsor of the show. They will help protect your assets, update your will and trust. Go schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys and visit kmlawyers.com for information. Mention G&D and get that discount, kmlawyers.com. It is time for our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. Danny, I thought it was going to happen. I was so nervous, anxious, and worried. I got on my plane. Yeah. Window seat guy, you know this about me. I do know it. I don't want to sit on the aisle and be asked because someone has to go to the bathroom to wake up or have to deal with them getting up and down. All I got to walk around. My legs are cramping up. I want to be up against the window, do my camel bit where I don't go to the bathroom. I just five and a half hours. I don't move. I sit down. I'm in 21F, I think it was. Okay. Three rows in front of me to the left. We're taxiing out. We're not, well, I guess we haven't even left yet. We're, we're, everyone's loading up. And this guy stands up and starts screaming. I'm not going to sit in this bleeping seat for five and a half hours with a bleeping dog barking next to me. And a little old lady had just gotten on the plane with a little dog and a little carrier that she's uh. putting under her seat. And it was like yapping, I guess. Yeah, of course it was. And this guy starts freaking out and screaming. And all I could think about was you and I, we didn't do it this time for some reason, but just about every time I've had a flight since COVID, my, what is my biggest fear? That the, the YouTube viral yep. clip of the guy who's a screaming crazy person that everyone has on every flight they've ever been on? That lady from Texas talking about, like, ghosts and real people or not or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever that is, yep. I don't know why, but since COVID, you know, people say kids don't know how to act anymore. And at schools, they don't have recess and all this stuff. Neither do grownups. They can't do anything anymore. And I'm always worried because there's nowhere to go on a plane. If I'm in public, I could just leave this person and never see them again. And on a plane, we just have to deal with this guy. He starts screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm serious. It was petrifying. He, I'm not going to do it for five and a half hours. Have to come over and talk to him. Now, I, I never heard a peep from the guy the rest of the flight. So my, my inhibitions and my fears were quelled as, as we kind of took off. But they basically moved him. And what I was going to do was just volunteer. Be like, hey, man, I'll trade with you. I'm only getting you four rows away from the dog. But if, if your issue is just that you don't want a dog next to you and you're not going to ruin my time and make me feel anxiety for the rest of the flight that we're going to end up on some clip, just go trade with me. But I also kind of didn't want to engage with him at all. Yeah, how do, yeah. then then you got to involve. Like, we just switched, actually. I, I, I have my seat with me, and maybe I left it back there. My carry-on's two rows back. Yeah, well, that's annoying. But having to – because, like, you have a mutant ability for people that don't know. Even with a little yapping dog yapping away right next to you, you'd still fall asleep. You'd still a be lot. asleep the entire trip. So it's, slept, you could sit against whatever. I think I slept the first three and a half hours of the flight. I got up, and I think it was about two hours left of airtime. It's just incredible. Now, that's unusual. Usually it's, welcome to Las Vegas, and then you get up. Like, once, once it stops. Wasn't that tired, and it was a long flight, so those two things were working against me. Also, at one point, <laughs> this is not a bit. I probably should have led with this. The guy next to me spilled a cup of nuts all over me. There you go. Yeah. So thank God it, I wasn't Darius. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. But he had a cup of 
It wasn't just peanuts. It was like mixed nuts. Whatever the brown nuts are. Yeah, it was a like various almonds, types of some nuts. macadamia. And why he, it was like a cup from home. I don't know what exactly the whole deal. Oh was. yeah, one of those guys. And at one point he like double double caught it and spilled it all over me, and I kind of woke up and. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. He was like, he started to try to like pick one off. Don't, my no, no, don't do that. And I'm like, dude, I'll just, I'll just stand up. You know? I'll get like, it. Yep. We'll just sweep them onto the floor, man. It's going to be fine. Find something to catch these with. Uh, so you don't know how it was resolved with the guy yelling at the, the, the person who brought their dog? Well, he moved. I mean, they, they, I didn't hear from him the rest of the oh, show. Okay. No, no issues, but he moved for sure. Man, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I don't like anybody involved there. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I the 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 well, dude I, yelling. I think the guy's the bad guy. Clearly, he's he's the worst guy. But again, the the little yell yelping lap uh, uh, barky dog on the on a plane to Vegas. I don't know. Doesn't really seem like we need to do that. Maybe she's headed home. Got to take the dog home. Mm. Why'd you travel with the dog in the first place? You know what I mean? Like that's one of those I like don't bring. That. That's one of those like don't bring the dog kind of situations to me. But uh, yeah, and if, and if you can't travel without the dog, then maybe you can't travel. Just uh, just one man's opinion. I thought though, I, I was like, oh no, you thought of me, yeah. Danny and I have been, <laughs> we have talked about this. This is going to happen for sure, and then uh, it worked out. Time for Danny's double play. GP, the purple team this weekend was actually favored, uh, two and a half point favorites against Lime. This was a war. This game was a battle. Purple jumped out, huge lead at halftime, up 12, which in these uh, you know, third and fourth grade games, that's that's pretty ridiculous. Usually that not feels gonna... insurmountable. Yeah, that's normally the way that it would go. Well, third quarter happens. We got one meltdown from one of the players on Purple. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but you've met him many times. Uh, all three of you guys have. Well, and I've you only know met one of the players on your team. Yep. Anyway, uh, that person... As he's being coached, does the me, 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 like face that kids do to parents when they don't like being told something. And then he made the like the alligator mouth to me. See what I'm saying? So like he mimicked what I was saying, like where it was, hey, move your, like he gets a foul called. And I said, the player's name, I'm not going to name him. You got to move your feet. If you reach across like that, it'll be a foul. And he looks at me and goes, me, 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 and like does that thing with the mouth. And I'm kind of going, okay, well, they're, the other team's making a run. Uh, we're now only up three. You just did that to me. I'm not really sure. I, I still have to coach the team. Like, I'm not sure what to do here. Uh, so at the end of the, the, you should the, talk to the kid's parents. Yeah. Yeah. You we should talk to his dad. A good conversation was had, uh, with, um, uh, uh, the spouse in the mirror. And, uh, anyway, so he, it, so the player then, then says, and I quote, I don't want to play. Okay. I guess we can handle that. We'll do a substitution and kind of figure the rest out, but we didn't get, the purple team did not get a single rebound in the third quarter. Oh boy! Now, I, I, and you're going, oh, Danny, what do you mean? You know, they out-rebounded you. This was Wizards-esque. Was we didn't say, get a I didn't single know the Wizards were purple. Rebound. Hey yo, zingers, I ams. I mean, like you're going to go on. Oh, okay, there are probably some missed shots. There were 15 missed shots by both teams in, in the quarter. We didn't get a single rebound. They claw back at him. The fans are pounding, you know, the, the chairs, the coaches, the bench is going crazy because the run happens. They come storming back. Fourth quarter goes around. Purple boys are rattled a little bit, GP. They're rattled right there, okay? They had a commanding lead. They thought it was over. Foot off the gas. You got one player melting down. Another player is kind of like breathing heavy. He's not really sure what to do. We calm him down. 
assistant coach kind of picks off a couple different guys that are that are in the moment. Everybody else kind of comes together before the fourth quarter. Look up the scoreboard. This is what if I told you before the game started, you'd be up three heading into the fourth quarter. You'd take that every time. You've earned this lead. Now go earn this victory. Purple Nurples on three. One, two, three, purple Nurples. 30-22 final. The point is, sometimes you need these two. Sometimes you need these kinds of tests to emerge as a champion. Purple Lads are 4-2 and two now. Okay, a couple really tough losses. They lost to Red in overtime. They lost to Yellow where the kid had 34. I don't know what you do. Get a hand in his face all you want. Sometimes that kid's going for 34. But they fought, GP. They fought. Sounds like Coach coached him up late. I'm not telling. Again, we're not naming any names. But I know what happened. I think we got a coach of the year candidate brewing in the, what are we calling this? The Mantua Youth Basketball Association. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the 9 and 10-year-old kids league. Right. <laughs> That's just uh, one school. <laughs> luckily, this is, you're not going to believe this. This is my year to cast a ballot in coach of the year for that league. Well, as Normally, a the Virginia Hall of Famer, you have the right to do so, I believe. True. Yeah. I, uh, I, last year, I had the MVP vote, yep. and that was, that was an easy vote. Yes, it was. There was a kid that dropped 30 every game. Yeah, the kid this had 56 year, in the championship game, by the way. I'm going to say that again. He had 56 in the championship game. Uh, this year I got coach of the year vote. So I'm not saying I'm giving it to you, but you, you are on my radar officially I, now. I'm in the running. Listen, when Yellow goes undefeated, and they, they only might lose when the kid that's the MVP isn't there, Yeah, he's coach of the year. I mean, he'll end up winning it because they're going to have – they're going to be the one seed, have no losses. What's know. the lady's name that runs zone? Is that Deb or Sue? No, she doesn't run – she doesn't run zone. Yeah, you, you no, claim she no, ran no, no, no. Now you're trying to get. You're trying to start a feud. You're trying. What to get, was her name? It's not, a, dude. I'm not. I'm not doing this with you. You're trying to start a feud. I won't have that happen. They beat us. They were better than us. They deserve to beat us. That's what happened. That's what happened. Write that not down. The story. That's not the yarn you were spinning the next day. I'll Listen, tell you that. I, heat of the moment. We say things as competitors. I'm telling you what happened. The red team deserved to beat us, and they'd probably beat us again if we played the night. We're going to preview Super Bowl 58 next hour. With Solomon Wilcott out here on Radio Row, which will be fun. 425. Former Falcons head coach who preceded Dan Quinn, knows him well. Mike Smith is stopping by at 5 o'clock as well. But our Beltway Blitz is next on Grant and Danny. You are listening live to The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.